you need motivation and inspiration to get you off the couch and boss up? We've got you covered. Welcome to the Build or Destroy podcast. Self-improvement, education, business, relationships, financial literacy, investing, and doing for self. Let's do this. Here's your host, Anthony Barber Jr., a.k.a. The Builder. What's up, good people? It's your boy, The Builder, back with another episode of the Builder Destroyer Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to get into something real crazy in the market. Uh, the FTX um, crisis, meltdown, collapse, you know, whatever, however you want to call it. Um, and we're going to talk about, I'm going to bring that back around and talk about like how that relates to uh, regulatory regulation, um, big brother, you know, big government, um, putting a heavy hand down, and obviously the CBDC situation. So we're gonna get into part four. All right, let's get it. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. So like I've been saying, um, everything relates to everything, right? So in my previous episodes, um, talking about the CBDC situation and how it could possibly roll out uh some of the precursors involved some of the some of the stipulations some of the things that would have to like happen gradually while the populace was kind of hypnotized over here big brother would be over there puppeteering a lot of stuff and then they would bring it back full circle right and they would use you know criminal activity to kind of usher in this notion of you know hey you know we need you know regulation you know we need to protect you guys we need to help people you know we need to educate people you know because the market isn't fair and you know uh these uh, crypto ceos they're not operating fairly and you know the it's not transparent enough and you know, we want people to be safe. We want people to feel, you know, uh, safe. So, you know what? Since everybody's crying about losing money, especially in the middle of uh, inflation, especially when, like, prices are going up, um, interest rates are going up, you know, like the cost of living is going up. So if the cost of living is going up, which means your money is, like, starting to become uh, more worthless than it was, you know, every minute of the day damn near um so which means you need more of it to survive and then all of a sudden a situation comes up where like you're losing even more money than you had you're going to be panicking you're going to be scared the notion the notion of losing money right now in, in, in this global economy is really like scary to a lot of people you know because a lot of people just they don't have it a lot of people are struggling to survive um as it is so you know that's the perfect storm if i if i was a regulator if i was the government like that's the perfect storm that i would use to like play 
Robin Hood, you know, to play um, Superman, you know, to play the superhero role, I could kind of swoop in and say, hey, guys, you know, don't worry. I got your back. Big, da big Daddy got your back. You know, don't worry. And then I give everybody a great big hug and I say, don't worry. I'm going to fix this for you. I'm going to make it to where you feel safe investing in crypto. When you feel safe in this new digital world, you know, you obviously can't navigate it by yourself. You need the heavy hand of big government. You, don't worry, the government's going to take care of everything. So, you know, the government's going to, you know, I'm going to baby step you through this whole process. And that's basically what you're seeing with um, the FTX situation. And the FTX situation is, is like a, like I said, it's like a frog in a pot. They put everybody in a pot and then they, they turned on the heat and they gradually are starting to turn up the heat on everybody. And everybody doesn't realize that they're being cooked alive. They're being boiled alive. Um, so the FTX situation, like I said, it's just a, it's just another uh, thing on the long list of like um, gradual bullshit uh, market meltdowns that you've been seeing. Like like a couple months back, you had the couple that uh, supposedly had the Ponzi scheme going on or whatever, and they like swindled like hundreds of millions of dollars in crypto away from people, and then. You know, the, the supposedly like the, uh, the FBI or whatever got a hold of it, and they and they and they found it mysteriously. They 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 were able to track down and get some of it back, but they didn't get all of it back. Wow! And then you had the Russian uh, Ukrainian war kicking off, and then you had Ukraine going on Twitter and posting um, <laughs> their Bitcoin and their Ethereum addresses, which was kind of weird, asking for donations, and people were donating millions upon millions of dollars in crypto to Ukraine never to be seen again so that's gone that's a bunch of crypto gone uh, you know like, like I said these exchanges um, they're starting to like try to make it seem like oh all of a sudden now we're going to be transparent it's like why the fuck wasn't you transparent from the get go like why weren't you doing good business from the get go which a lot of people, you know, in crypto, if you've been in crypto for a while, you kind of know, like, you're not supposed to keep your coins on the exchange. You're not supposed to keep your tokens on the exchange, man. You're supposed to get it off of there and put it like in a hardware wallet or put it in cold storage somewhere. Like, you're not supposed to be um, trying to have like hundreds of thousands of dollars on the exchange where you're like trying to trade and stuff. Like a lot of people are still trying to trade this shit and it's like super volatile like people don't even know what what it really is like they think they're making money it's like you only make money you only quote unquote make money when you turn it into money that's what a lot like a lot of people like they they, they, they hate crypto right because they're like oh it's fake but it's like so you will you will tie your bank account to a crypto exchange which is centralized by the way You'll you'll put your you'll put your bank account information, and you'll tie it to a a crypto exchange that's centralized, meaning that it's an on ramp. You know that's what that's what we call an on ramp, because you you know you can't drive on the crypto freeway, or the interstate, unless you have, you know unless you basically have an ID in the car, like your like your driver's license. And your KYC and your bank account information is basically like 
your credentials. That's your driver's license. That's your proof of insurance. That's your car. And now you can now you can take your money and you can get on the on ramp and you can buy crypto with fiat. You know you can you can turn fiat into crypto. So like you're giving your 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 money over to the exchange or your liquid money over to the exchange and they're giving you digital tokens in exchange for that you know which has you know some value depending on what currency it is depending on what crypto it is whatever i guess but like i've always looked at crypto like it's just going to be like a means of um buying and selling and doing business in the future like a lot of this shit is still like you don't know what you're looking at. Nobody really does. Like, you know, it, this is like some futuristic shit. Like, a lot of people don't know what they're really looking at. They think, oh, crypto this, and, it, and you take the fiat, and then you turn it into Bitcoin, and then it's like, okay, now, now what? It's like, you have to look at it like, like those futuristic movies. Like, every futuristic movie you can think of, it had crypto in it. They just didn't call it crypto. They called it uh, credits. Like if you looked at um, Demolition Man, like um, they had credits. If you look at um, the other movie where Bruce Willis, um, five the five elements or whatever, the fifth element, whatever, um, they had credits. Um, if you look at uh, Judge Dredd, you know they had credits. Like all these futuristic movies, um, you know everybody crypto was was there. It wasn't no more paper money. It was all like digital. And that's what it is. That's the type of world we live in. Like I've been saying that you've already been using crypto. It just hasn't been marketed to you as crypto, but you've been using it the whole time. If you have a debit card or a credit card and you've ever swiped your debit or credit card and bought something <laughs> and, you, and you didn't pay with cash, then you used digital money. You sent digital code from one location to another location and that's it and, and you sent data that's all you did you didn't it wasn't it wasn't no hard exchange of assets where or money where like you had like you handed somebody a 20 dollar bill they broke it and made change and then gave you gave you the difference back in exact change with a receipt like you know yeah sometimes you do it that way but for, for the most part most people are using cards they're tapping their cards they're swiping their cards uh some people even paying with their phone you know what i'm saying they're you know they have all their information on their phone and they they have a qr code and then they they hover the, the phone over the device and then it, it takes the money out that way you have cash app you have venmo you have paypal you have stripe uh you know, you have Zelle, you know, you have all these different ways of like paying for something digitally. Like, what the fuck did you think you were using this whole time? Like, you've been conditioned the whole time and not even knowing it. How does this relate to CBDCs though? Well, like I said, I have to like, I have to make you beg me for salvation before I give it to you. And this is basically what's happening in the market. Like the FTX situation is, you know, all of a sudden these supposedly, allegedly, a lot of billionaires and celebrities and things of that nature have lost a lot of money dealing with FTX. Um, for example, like Tom Brady was tied to it. 
Steph Curry was tied to it. Shaq was tied to it. Uh, Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank. You know, he uh, he, he was an investor and an ambassador <laughs> for uh, for FTX. And, you know, supposedly, supposedly that these people have lost like a lot of money, you know, due to the the, the meltdown and the 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 fallout of the FTX situation. Um, and right now, um, Sam Bankman uh, Fry is under um, supervision in the Bahamas, you know, as of right now. Um, look, he's trying to go to Dubai because they don't have any extradition. But in reality, they kind of do because um, back in uh, February, um, back in February 2024, the UAE, um, they signed a mutual legal assistance treaty uh, with the U.S. to work against uh, criminals. So, like, he very well could still be extradited if if he even made it to Dubai, if they didn't grab his ass before then. But like I said, this shit is like smoke and mirrors. It's almost like, hey, look over here, look over here, FTX, look over here, look over here. It's like, I want to know, like, what's going on other than, because there's bigger things happening in the world, obviously, than this FTX situation. But all of a sudden, you have this big up, you know, uptick in conversations about regulation. Regula Nobody gave a fuck about regulation until yesterday. Like, people would talk about it or whatever, but it was like more of a lackadaisical conversation. Now, all of a sudden, since people lost money <laughs> and they and they literally got rug pulled and they, and they believed in, in, in some some nerd, whatever, you know what I'm saying, that, that talked about philanthropy and he was worth billions of dollars, but he tried to he tried to paint himself like he was like a saint. And oh, I don't even want the money. I just I make so much money. I don't even want it. I don't even like money. Whatever, bro. Like bottom line, like now all of a sudden, you have all these big wigs coming out talking about regulation. You got Washington talking about you know regulation. And then two days ago, the New York. Uh, Federal Reserve completed its first test of Project Cedar, um, which is the uh, which was the initial testing for a central bank digital currency. Um, the the New York Innovation Center carried out the first phase and highlighted the potential for dig digital assets and blockchain technology to imp to improve uh, legacy payment rails. Which basically means that they're trying to they're trying to figure out a way they're trying to pilot and figure out a way how to convert all the old ways of making payments into integrating integrating this national currency into like and making it a thing an actual digital dollar like when you think of CBDC it's just saying digital dollar take take the dollar that you have right now and make it 100% digital to where like paper money will won't even be accepted anywhere coins won't be accepted anywhere like you can still collect coins like i'll probably say you can still collect coins and it'll be more like uh almost like the equivalent of a trading card if you have like a rare coin that has a lot of silver in it you know like a, like a silver dollar or something like that or a, a buffalo nickel or something like that you might be able to get some money for that but it'll be digital money. It won't be like paper money anymore. So that's basically what they're, they, they were working on. And they announced that like two days ago before this whole FTX situation really 
came to a head. Like, it's just kind of ironic to me that, you know, the CBD stuff was ramping up, CBDC stuff was ramping up, and then all of a sudden, boom, you had this big scandal with FTX and, you know, billions of dollars getting hacked. Then it got hacked the next day where, like, a billion dollars of, like, crypto was just lost and gone. People can't even withdraw their money. It's just a clusterfuck, and, like... All of a sudden, you know, like, well, we need, we need regulation. We need regulation. You got all these billionaires, like, yeah, I lost, I lost a lot of money, and and I, I demand regulation, and you know, uh, <laughs> I won't put another dollar into crypto until we get this thing figured out. And I'm gonna go to Washington, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna demand for regulation. And it's like, okay, so now you want to lobby for regulation, but when you were making money, an absurd amount of money, uh, it was cool, but like. Now all of a sudden, and, and for all I know, like these people have, they got it. They got tipped off before the, the hammer came down. That's what I think, and that's just my personal opinion. Like, there's no way, cause they, there's no way that you became a billionaire, and you're, you might be stupid. I'll take that back. Like, like I'm not gonna say like all billionaires are, are intelligent. You might be like the, the most dumbest person in your group, but like I guarantee you, you have a team. You have a, a lawyer or a couple lawyers. You have a couple of accountants. You know your CPA. Like you have a, a personal a person that just goes over contracts and, and you know your you have a legal team that combs through everything and tries to find a bunch of back doors and a bunch of loopholes and like you, you don't put your money into like just anything because it sounds good. You don't you don't get to be a billionaire and then like just start throwing money at anything, hoping that it'll stick. So I highly doubt that all these influential people with all these big bankrolls didn't kind of get a tip off of what was about to happen. And they were able to get the, get their money off of the exchange before the bullshit started. And and now all of a sudden, they're like, it's, it's like a fucking B-movie. It's like a bad soap opera. So now it's like, I lost money and, you know, but they won't tell you, like, they won't disclose to you the amount of money or holdings that they actually lost. They'll just make it, they'll make it seem as though they got burnt in the midst of all the stuff that's going on. And then in the midst of everything going on, they'll try to say something like, oh, yeah, we want to champion regulation now. We demand regulation. It's like, OK, so all regulation regulation isn't for people with a lot of leverage. You can't regulate people with a lot of leverage. You can only um, regulate people that don't have any leverage. You know what I'm saying? That's just like. If me, if I have, if I, if I see you eating a sandwich and I want, and I want the sandwich and I walk up to you and I say, give me the sandwich and I don't, and, it, and I don't have anything that gives me power over the situation that, that something that I can overpower the sandwich away from you, you're going to fight me at minimum. You're going to fight me and not let me just take the sandwich from you. You're going to fight me for the sandwich. But if I walk up to you and you're unarmed and I have a weapon and I have it pointed right at your face and I'm like, give me the sandwich. More than likely, you're going to give me the sandwich. Yeah, you still might have some people that are still trying to fight and get their head blown off or whatever. No, I'm just speaking hypothetically, but I'm just saying like, I'm just giving you an example of how it really works in the real world when it comes to leverage and things of that nature. So you have like everybody. How does it look that everybody at the top is like screaming to be beat? <laughs> They're like, yeah, please beat me harder. Like, please beat me. 
uh, you know, tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. Like, and it's like, no, it's like you're actually speaking on behalf of the people that don't have a voice. Like you're you're telling the government, hey, all right, it's time to regulate everything because I got what I was going to get out of it. I got I'm, I'm in position. I got my money. Uh, and now we can regulate the rest of the monkeys. We can get the rest of the monkeys in line and uh, and get this thing sewn up and, and start, you know, really uh, turning up the heat on this uh, national currency situation. You know, the, the war between the war, between inflation, between all the political bullshit that's going on, all the social uh, bullshit that's going on in the country, like the, the economy is like, is like it's suffering a really big it's t- took a really big blow man like the federal reserve really did a number back in 2020 they knew exactly what they were doing and now it's like is if you don't have no bread man if you're not trying to get no money like and you're not trying to put yourself in position to where you can like make some type of passive income and like you know things of that nature and have some alternative investments or some type of alternative business or something like it's gonna get really tight and then this crypto thing, even though a lot of people still aren't even crypto literate and they're not even into crypto, the fact of the matter is crypto is coming in some way, shape or form. Like like I said, the cashless society, this all comes back down to the cashless society, like the FXT thing, like um, now you have the CEO of Coinbase saying, yeah, we need regulation. You have uh, Vitalik, you know, Vitalik. Uh, the, the founder and creator of, of Ethereum talking about, yeah, FX, FX, FTX, they're getting what they deserve and all this other shit. It's like, uh, it's like, dude, like, you still charge an outrageous amount for gas fees on Ethereum. Like, people still pissed about that. It's like, get, it's like, clean up your own shit first, bro. Like, you trying to make it seem like, oh yeah, you know, I can, I can speak for regulation. It's like, bro, you at the top. You at the top, man. It's easy when you at the top to like scream that shit. Like when you on top, when you got leverage. I just want people to understand like where a lot of this shit, you know, comes from, man. Like a lot of this rhetoric, it you know, it, it comes from the world trying to enforce shit, you know, um, in an indirect way. You know, just like in Nigeria, Nigeria, they the country rejected the the, uh, the country CBDC in favor of uh, decentralized currencies. They didn't want it. They didn't want the, uh, I think their digital currency is called the the Inara. They didn't want it. They didn't want nothing to do with it. Um, according to uh, Kitco News, uh, it says um, Nigeria made headlines in 2021 when it became one of the first countries to launch a CBDC. And it was called the Inara. Yeah, that's what it was called, which was touted as the way to bring banking to all citizens in the African nation. Now you fast forward a year later, uh, the adoption of the Inara is not going quite as the government planned, as only 0.5% of Nigeria's 217 million citizens are using the central central bank uh, digital currency. Only... 0.5% 0.5% out of 217 million citizens, they don't want it. They don't want it. The population of Nigeria is considered to be the most crypto savvy on the African continent. Like they're, they're, they're super into crypto. 
like they're super like they're like probably one of the most um crypto literate nations on the planet uh and they rank they rank uh as the top country in Africa for crypto for crypto adoption and 11th globally so they're basically like in the top they're in the top 20 top well they're basically in the top 10 they're number 11 but they're like in the top 10 for like on, on the global scale for crypto adoption and uh, more than a third which is 35 percent of the, of the Nigerian population between the ages of 18 and 60 reported owning or trading cryptos in 2020 so they have a quite a significant amount of their population involved in crypto from from a young age to an old age and only 0.5 percent of that of that um those citizens even thought about the, the, the cbdc of the country they don't care they like bitcoin they like ethereum you know what i'm saying like they don't they don't rock with that other stuff they don't rock with a national currency they do not care like um <laughs> like one uh one uh nigerian citizen 23 year old a driver named uh hamad they asked him they said um why is it asking us asking us to why is the government asking us to collect inara i thought the government said cryptocurrency is bad like so it's like so decentralized currency is bad but hey but if you buy you know we want you to buy our currency, our digital currency. Our digital currency is good, but it's like, wait a minute, bro. It's like, come on, man. Like the thing about it, and they try to make it seem like, oh, well, a lot of this problem is because of education. It's like, this is one of the most educated crypto countries on the planet. Like they don't want it because they know it's like, it's bullshit. You, it's like, you, you're trying to throw stones and hide your hand. You're trying to, you're trying to tell me on one hand that that Bitcoin is bad or this is bad, but but all of a sudden I, you created a, a bullshit currency, a national currency, but then you said this is good. It's like, come on, man, no, that, that that's trash. And that's basically what you're seeing, like the FXT thing, the scamming, the the money laundering, like all these stories that keep happening, like every month, right? Every month or month and a half, you will see a new crypto a new crypto story. And all it's doing is turning up the the, 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 the the heat, you know, it's turning up the the heat when everybody's sitting in that pot of boiling water, you know what I'm saying? It's trying to boil everybody. So you just have to be mindful of this stuff. Like, I didn't want to go too deep because like everybody's talking about this shit, but I'm just giving like my, my, my little outside perspective on what's going on. Like it all comes back around to cashless society. It all comes back around to CBDCs at the end of the day big brother stepping in um you know putting a stranglehold on the market trying to tell you what what you what you should buy and, what, and how you should buy it and you know the, you know this is bad but this is good you know this is bad but this is good like that type of thing you know what i'm saying like and they and they want to have control over it. it all comes down to control and if i can scare the shit out of you enough if i can terrify you enough if i can if I can, you know, drive home the point of this is going to make you broke. And this is going, this is the reason why you're broke because you won't listen to me and only I can save you. You know, that, that's the narrative. Like they're, they're trying to push that narrative of only they can save you. And if you buy into it, if you really buy into it at the end of the day, like, yeah, you're going to end up adopting the CBDC, a CBDC, um, 
CBDC and um, it's just going to be bad. You know, like, and, and the billionaires are still going to be billionaires. Bitcoin's still going to be around. Ethereum's still going to be around. Only when it comes to like your actual, like when you switch it back over, it won't be like, it won't be like switching it back over to fiat how it is now. Like I can have a million dollars in Bitcoin in a hardware wallet and my bills are, I don't know, five grand a month, six grand a month, right? Let's say I'm living pretty decent. Like my bills are five grand a month, six grand a month. So all I got to do is sell five to six grand a month worth of Bitcoin and then live off that. But meanwhile, like I still have access to all my other Bitcoin or whatever. Now let's just say they roll out a national currency. And now I'm not just sending my, I'm not just converting my Bitcoin over to fiat on the exchange because my wallet is tied. Whatever wallet I use to transfer that crypto to the exchange back into CBD or back into a CBDC is tracked. They can back they can backdoor anybody now. Now they can say, hey, we want to see what's in that wallet. I want to know exactly how much you have in that wallet that you that you've been using all these months. Even though even if you have multiple wallets, they might say, well, you we have we because remember the blockchain is a ledger. They can track everything. Everything is transparent on the blockchain. So like they can say, hey, we've seen that in the last six months you transferred um, you know, thirty-five thousand dollars worth of crypto, and turned it into and turned and converted it back into uh, CBDC CBDC fiat. And um, we we want the addresses. We see we see that you use six different wallets, and we want to know the contents of those wallets. We want to know exactly how much crypto you have. Or we're gonna freeze. We're gonna freeze your ability to convert. You still might have your crypto, but then they'll, they'll stop you from being able to convert. They'll say some shit like that. Like, well, we'll, we'll, we'll put your name on the um, red flag list and any 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 new wallet that you transfer uh, crypto from will be seized until the contents of that wallet is disclosed. See, a lot of people are not thinking about that type of shit. Like they'll they'll really get deep on it. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people try to make it seem like, oh yeah, I can get away and I can do this and I, bro, no, no, no. This shit has been centralized from the jump. It just, they just been trying to let you think that it's not. They've been letting you play around with this, with this, this, this toy for a while. They basically created a toy and then handed it to everybody and was like, hey, why don't you play with this and tell me what you think? And they, and they put you in a room, they put you in a padded room with a two-way mirror and then they let you play. It was a bunch of kids in the room. We're all a bunch of kids in the room playing with the same toy. And we're all getting a different experience from it. And they're watching it on the camera, on a closed circuit television with a two-way mirror. And they're watching everybody play. And then once they get all the data that they need, they're gonna come in and say, okay, now we're gonna create a game around this toy. And these are the rules of the game. And this is how you play with the toy. I'm just saying, might be something to think about. All right, peace.
Thanks for listening to the Build or Destroy podcast with your host, Anthony Barber Jr., a.k.a. The Builder. We hope you enjoyed our deep dive into all the tips and tricks you can use to boss your life up. If you're interested in expanding your mind and reaching your definition of freedom and how these ideas and views can be applied in the real world, tap in with us next week. As always, you can head over to www.builderslsb.com to cop some motivation, dope merch, and sign up to our email list. And don't forget to check out all the links and resources in the show notes. That's all for this episode, folks. And as always, boss up instead of laying down.